Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to CWTG. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. Today's story, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about the grand jury declined to uh, indict the officers that was responsible for Daniel Pugh's death. Now, if you remember this story, police officers uh, put a, a hood over the uh, head of uh, Daniel Pugh, who was a, a mentally distraught black man. And uh, then they pressed uh, his body against the pavement until he uh, stopped breathing. Uh, well, they would not be uh, facing criminal charges after a grand jury declined to uh, indict them. At least that's what the uh, New York's Attorney General uh, uh, said uh, Tuesday. Uh, we're going to get right into this story right after we do our dirty laundry. You know how it's a must that we keep it clean around here at the studios of uh, Chilling with Teddy G with the uh, Copyright Act of 1976 under Title 17, Section 107. Allowances is made for the fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit education or personal use tips the balance in the favor of fair use. So the Daniel Prude was uh, 41 and he uh, died last March several days after his uh, encounter with the police in Rochester, New York. Police initially uh, described his death as a uh, drug overdose, but we know that wasn't the case. Um, so, uh, it went mostly unnoticed at first, but the, uh, nightly protest erupted after a body cam, um, footage was released, uh, nearly six months later, you know, following the pressure from, uh, Prue's family. So the Associated Press is reporting that the Attorney General, uh, Letitia James, whose office took over the investigation, said her office had, uh, presented the strongest case possible to the grand jury, but uh, couldn't persuade it that the uh, officers had uh, committed a crime. And I don't see how, ladies and gentlemen, if y'all saw this video footage, you know, uh, it, it's clearly that they, uh, this was nothing more, again, ladies and gentlemen, than a, a modern day lynching of a, uh, a mentally distraught, mentally ill uh, black man. You know, but that's what they saw fit to do rather than... Uh, give him the uh, um, the uh, uh, mental treatment that he needed uh, during the arrest, mind you, uh, he wouldn't be dead today. But it, you know how it goes. He's just another black man. He's just another mentally ill black man. We ain't got time for him. In fact, this is a uh, an opportunity for us to uh, do what we do best, in my personal opinion. I know that the Prude family, the uh, Rochester community and communities across the country will rightfully be disappointed by this uh, outcome. Um, who uh, traveled to Rochester to announce that the uh, grand jury's decision at a church near where the Prude was uh, fatally injured. She said she was uh, bound to respect the grand jury's decision, but she also uh, condemned the system that she said had uh, frustrated efforts to hold law enforcement officers accountable for the uh, unjustified killing of an African-American. 
That's the word, African-American. A black man. just crazy how we just did all this work and just for them to not indict no one like i wasn't looking forward to seeing another Tamir rice situation this is not what we expected this is not what we wanted and until there is justice in this system they will not get no peace from us daniel Brood still didn't receive justice We've said from the beginning that um, our clients didn't do anything wrong. They followed their procedure. They followed their training. They did what they were called upon to do. And, you know, 23 citizens from this community heard weeks of evidence and, and dozens of witnesses and came to the same conclusion. That's that male explaining again. I didn't see a crime there. Um, this wasn't deadly force. This wasn't uh, suffocation. Uh, again, they've put out this 204-page report that I'm very anxious to dig into, but I think a lot of our um, thoughts and, and feelings are going to be substantiated that you know, this gentleman was high on PCP and was headed for a cardiac event, and it just so happened that that happened in the context of uh, an interaction with the Rochester Police Department. That's BS. That's nothing more than a mayo explaining. That's the excuse that they always make, ladies and gentlemen, when they kill a a, a, a black person, an unarmed black person. Oh, that they were doing their job. I didn't see any wrongdoing on the uh, police department's part. Uh, uh, he was high on PCP. All of these, ladies and gentlemen, is no excuse why, why this man is dead right now. And furthermore, these are not no excuses why these officers shouldn't be held accountable uh, for their crime, because this was a crime. Now, the Associated Press goes on to say that what binds these cases is a tragic loss of life in the circumstances in which the death could have been avoided, James said, who, uh, like the mayor of Rochester and the uh, city current and former police chief, is black. Um, one recognizes the influences of race from the slave code to the Jim Crow, to the lynching, to the war on crime, to the uh, over-incarceration of people of color, uh, like Eric Garner, we're talking about Tamir Rice, we're talking about Breonna Taylor, we're talking about uh, uh, George Floyd, and now we got Daniel Prude. This is what she said, and she's absolutely right. And let's think about this. If, if, if they were so innocent and, and they didn't commit a, a crime, why did the uh, police uh, um, leaders press Rochester to try to keep uh, Prude's uh, a video a secret? There's the signs right there. There is the signs right there that uh, uh, the police pinned Prude's uh, neck, <clears throat> excuse me, his neck on the street. So, and these, uh, the mayor uh, suspended these officers who was involved in this man's suffocation death. But yet, they got away with it again. Anyway, it goes on to say that the uh, lawyers for the uh, seven police officers suspended over uh, Prue's death has said that the officers were strictly following their training the, that night, employing a uh, restraining technique known as... Uh, Simigin. Uh They claim that proved uh, use of a PCP, which caused uh, irrational behavior, was the root cause of his death. Oh, come on. 
how many uh, white people have y'all arrested who've been high on PCP? And uh, that's exactly what happened to them. They got arrested, but they're still alive. We're not buying it. It says the calls were made to the uh, uh, officer's attorney, Matthew Rich, who uh, uh, represents uh, four of the officers, said uh, we're still taking it in and um, that the attorneys will speak to the press later. Hundreds of protesters gathered Tuesday evening on the streets where Prue was uh, detained and killed, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Robert Petilio, he weighs in on this uh, uh, on this story about um, about uh, Daniel Prue's uh, uh, death. And I'm sure you're all familiar with Robert Petilio, but if you're not, Robert, uh, he's a... Uh, He's an attorney, he's a, a intellectual militant, he's a writer, he's an activist, he's a political leader, and a, a radio host. Uh, let's hear exactly what he uh, has to say about this uh, tragic uh, modern-day lynching. Well, you know, it's interesting. I've been doing a lot of international press lately. So uh, earlier this week, I was on um, uh, Iranian TV uh, talking about the uh, genocide going on in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Nearly three million people displaced, uh, child soldiers, so on and so forth. Uh, today, I was on uh, Egyptian TV talking about the abuses of the uh, the regime there since the U.S. intervention 10 years ago, removing the Mubarak regime, uh, putting in Morsi, Morsi, who was thereafter deposed, and their current crackdowns on the press and on human Human rights and uh, over 100 organizations sent letters to the United Nations regarding the uh, Egyptian regime, regimes cracking down on human rights violations. We're going to have to do the same thing here in America. We're going to have to treat our government the same way that the Egyptians are treating their government, the same way that the Congolese are treating their government. Uh, one thing that happened during the 1960s was that our fight was put into the larger fight of decolonization um, internationally. So that at the same time we were marching in Selma and Montgomery, uh, you had the uh, wars going on in Angola, uh, Vietnam, and uh, Laos. Across the colonized world, people were fighting back against oppressive regimes. The reason that George Floyd was such a iconoclastic figure last year was that people facing oppression all around the world felt that knee on their neck. This is why people in Hong Kong were marching in solidarity with George Floyd. This is why Iranians uh, had to go on lockdown because people were marching in solidarity with George Floyd. This is why wherever oppression was faced around the world, people were uh, marching in solidarity with George Floyd. And so when we see these things continue to happen here in America, not in a vacuum, not geographically uh, boxed off, it's not that this is just in the deep south or in um, one region, is a nationwide energy generational issue that goes back to the foundational aspects of this country. And until we go before the United Nations and have international inspectors and international condemnation of the way that policing is done in black and brown communities in America, we will not have relief. As we said in the in the first block uh, with, uh, with Ms. Campbell, um, we have issues with our Congress right now, despite uh, months and months of protests and activism and turning out to the polls, we'll get the George Floyd policing bill through the House of Representatives and then in the Senate it's a crapshoot. So we're going to 
have to take it to a higher authority and appeal to the better angels of the world to condemn America for their treatment of African Americans and the uh, uh, the unceremonious extrajudicial killings of black and, uh, black and brown people, men and women, uh, at the hands of policing, and hold us accountable by, in the international court, uh, international court until we change our ways. Because quite frankly, America has shown that they love racism more than they love money. Because they're more than happy to pay out these settlements to families of tens of millions of dollars at a time. They love racism more than they uh, love elections. They'll be fine with losing elections if it means they can keep racism. So until we appeal to a higher authority to crack down on America, I don't think we're going to see changes anytime soon. But we do have to build that coalition and not see ourselves in a vacuum. Uh, build with our brothers in the Congo. Build with those being oppressed in Egypt. Build with those being oppressed across the Middle East and in China. Uh, the genocide which is going on against Muslims there. Uh, act in solidarity and work towards a common goal just as we did in previous generations. Now, there's definitely a realistic and, and common sense approach to uh, what uh, uh, Robert has said there. And he's 100% right. Uh, America uh, uh, loves racism. Uh, they, they, uh, they thrive on it. They love that just as you just heard him say. They love that more than money. They pay out millions of dollars to these families of these people who they uh, execute, who they uh, murder in these uh, modern day lynchings. And they're going to have to be held to a higher standard. And that's right. I believe him when he says that we need to take this to a higher court because America is simply not going to uh, 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 willingly do anything about these uh, 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 state sanctioned murders. They're not going to do anything about these modern day lynchings, ladies and gentlemen, because this is what they want to happen. As you just heard him say, they love this more than, than voting. They love this more than money. This is their way of life. This is the reason why I tell y'all so many times, ladies and gentlemen, that we are at war. And right now, we're on the losing end of this war. Now, this is the whole reason, ladies and gentlemen, is why we talk about uh, defunding the police. This is the whole reason why we talk about police reform. Because these monies and these uh, practices and these, uh, 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 these, this training and these policies all need to be restructured and done differently. Now, let's, let's think about what's really missing from this picture from uh, Daniel Prue's arrest. Well, I'm glad you asked. Because what's missing from this picture, ladies and gentlemen, is that where was the uh, mental health expert to help out in this case? Or, you know, in doing this arrest, because this wasn't a um, a criminal investigation. You know, this wasn't a criminal act by uh, 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 Daniel Pugh. This was a man who was uh, mentally distraught, who was mentally disturbed, and they needed uh, a, a mental health professional there uh, during this arrest. You know, now, not... Uh, I can I can partially see why they felt that the uh, spit bag was necessary, but uh, the rest of the uh, uh, the police actions were not necessary. And if the proper uh, professional had been there to uh, oversee and direct uh, this mental health issue, then uh, Daniel Prue would be alive today. And, and you know what I'm telling you is true because if you look at that, uh, if you look at this picture, you see four or five officers there, right? And and uh, who's totally uh, not trained to deal with uh, 
mentally incompetent or mentally distraught individuals. They're simply just not. And let's not forget the fact, ladies and gentlemen, that not only are they not trained, but they don't even care to be trained. They, they, they care about what happened to him, which is what they, which is what they were out to do. Plain and simple. That's why you got to get rid of these race soldiers. You got to defund the police and start channeling some of these monies to, to, uh, areas that, uh, will help stop these, uh, 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 mental ill individuals from, uh, getting, uh, from, from dying, from being murdered. That's why you have to, uh, 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 reform the police. Get those race soldiers out of there. Get some um, uh, officers and some people in there who actually want to uh, do the job to the best of their ability to protect and to serve. Did you hear that word? To protect and to serve. So with all of that being said, then, ladies and gentlemen, that's why uh, uh, a mental health expert should have been there. This wasn't a policing incident. Again, this was not a criminal incident. This was a, a mental health crisis. So when you think about all of that, so then the only crime that was committed here was by the police. Plain and simple. The, the, though they are the criminals. So... With all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, I think that the uh, George Floyd uh, 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 Policing Act will will help, but uh, we know that that's just not the main issue. Uh, what happened here? If we had a, if we had a had that in place, along with the um, uh, 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 mental health uh, uh, expert there, uh, this man would be alive today. If we had, uh, if there had been uh, real caring uh, uh, police officers who was actually there to help uh, uh, protect and to serve this uh, mentally ill person, then uh, he wouldn't be where he is today. He wouldn't be getting carried by six, but he'd be in a mental institution being treated by a healthcare professional. Now, let's hear from uh, Monique Presley. She's a, a legal analyst and a, uh, a crisis manager, and she weighs in on this story. I'd like y'all to hear exactly what she has to say. Attorney General James uh, released a statement regarding this case and the, the, her disappointment and the disappointment of her office and the fact that the grand jury made the decision to not bring charges here. Uh, she stated in there what we know to be true, that Mr. Prude was in the throes of, of a mental breakdown, mental distress at the time that this happened, and that the officers and, and the law system actually is what failed Mr. Prude, and that we see over and over these laws that fail people who are in mental crisis, that fail people who are black and brown. And so what we... What we have to do um, is understand that now our system of laws um, needs to be changed. And the first step in that is the 
the bill that's before Congress right now. Uh, that's what has to happen. And, um, I, I, I understand the frustration of the family's attorney, but I don't think Attorney General James really is where you drop that frustration in that her office saw fit to bring charges um, to take it to the grand jury. They didn't have to, uh, and they presented, presented a comprehensive case, and now everything about that case is going to be released. So I think we'll see. We'll see whether it, there was a failing in her office or not, but what we know for sure is that the legal system is what needs to be changed. It's on the law itself. I mean, we've had these conversations over and over, Ashley. The laws as they are set up right now have been failing black folks, brown folks too, but disproportionately black folks. So when we are looking at qualified immunity, when we are looking at a lack of laws surrounding the way people should be treated when there is mental illness and mental breakdown present, when we're looking at the way people are treated in impoverished communities, when we're looking at, frankly, the, the racism and the implicit biases, not just of police officers, but of juries, which may have been what was at play here, we have to have steps in place that fix that. And the George Floyd Act is one of those very important steps in that process, but there are so many more that need to be done. You're absolutely right. There is so much need to be done, and that's why reforming and uh, uh, the police and uh, restructuring this uh, entire justice system is uh, something that is critically needed. And uh, actually, ladies and gentlemen, if that does happen, that's just the beginning, along with this uh, um, George Floyd Act and the uh, uh, other acts that's been out here. I'm, I'm understanding that there's another act, uh, a Breonna Taylor Act, that uh, needs to be uh, implemented, as well as the uh, Tamir Rice uh, um, Act. Uh, that needs to be done. This whole thing, I, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, just need to be tore down and rebuilt. I mean, that's just my opinion from what we see happens on a, a daily basis here in the divided snakes of America. I want to thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. As I tell y'all always at the end of every show, please continue to do yourself so just the same. Please continue to wear your outer gear. Please continue to uh, uh, wash those clothes immediately when you come in from outside. If you've been out there for an extended amount of time, get them uh, clothes off, get a machine washed, get yourself bathed up, freshened up before you decide to relax and chill in your home um, to reduce the spread of this virus. Your immune system, your immune system, your immune system is the number one defense, ladies and gentlemen, against this virus or any other virus that's out here. A healthy and a strong immune system will help fight off these uh, uh, viruses, these deadly viruses. So you need to be eating your proper meals. You need to be taking the proper vitamins. You need to be eating the proper uh, vegetables and, uh, and fruits and nuts and berries and seeds and garlic and onions and lemons and G-bombs to build a healthy and strong immune system, ladies and gentlemen. Because with a healthy and strong immune system, you can prevent yourself from getting this virus or in the event that you test positive, that you'll be able to eliminate it and get rid of it with little to no medication. I love you guys. Everybody knows that I love bringing you guys these stories and loving you guys is my food. And Teddy G is hungry each and every Every single day of his life. Until I am granted the honor and the pleasure of addressing you guys again, I bid each and every one of you peace, love, and soul.